Clark. My debut 1990 September, Bristol City away to get that opportunity for what thousands of Geordies only dream of. Lee Clark, Lee Clark 1-0. Williams. I first go over Sunderland away at Leicester, uh, it was a left foot volley. I didn't realise my left foot was for kicking the ball with as well, I thought it was just for standard. Played against Chelsea and, and to score the first goal there is something that still lives with me now and it's it's what most people will talk to me about. Worship every weekend. It's the three legends. Banter and rivalry across the northeast on the tune, the cat, the red. Good evening and welcome to the Three Legends. Lee Clark, Darren Williams, Craig Hignett with a very special guest tonight, John Hendry. Good evening, gents. Evening. Evening, all. Evening, guys. Evening, all. Evening, guys. How are we doing? Are we all right? Yeah, all right. right. Yeah, just recovering right. from a bit of a quiet week. It, it's been a quiet <laughs> week, hasn't it? Uh, yeah, I mean, not much happening uh, across the northeast football. Uh, I, I wanted to start off with uh, asking Craig a question, actually. Uh, with everything that's been going on, Craig, the Sunderland Echo on Wednesday had you down as 33-1 to 1 for the Sunderland job. Have you got anything to tell us? Oh, look, get your money on it. Bang on everything <laughs> you've got. <laughs> get it all on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm already on it, Iggy. I'm already on it. Yeah. Why do you think I'm 33 to 1? I keep going around telling people to bang on it and they haven't even put in. <laughs> Arthur our Cox used to say to me, lads, you never see a bookie riding a bike. <laughs> <laughs> that is very true. So, and yeah, I mean. I'm upset, it... though, because she's not winning anything. <laughs> Um, I mean, how? Just, just. I mean, it, it was a crazy. It was a crazy week, and you know, I, I, we're on this little WhatsApp group that we've got for this group, and I think everyone's reaction was of immediate shock, uh, wasn't it? I mean, it, has that shock died down? I don't think it has, mate. Well, I, I don't think, think anybody can come to terms with it. Sorry, Dad's gone. Sorry, I mate. I don't think anybody can come to terms with it. Is it? That's the thing. Yeah. No, I think I think everyone spoke so highly of Tony. Um, you know, some of you guys knew him a lot more personally than me, but I'd got to meet him, obviously playing against him over the years, but also managing against him. And his teams were always—he was always a developer of young players. His teams always played great football, front foot, and he f- he was fitting the model that Sunderland wanted. And you know, he was—it was. It was with young players, you're always going to have ups and downs. We've spoke about it so many times on this show, you know. And it wasn't just one or two young players. He's got he's got many of them. You know, they were losing you know, Ross Stewart to Southampton. They weren't going out and buying a, a ready-made striker. They were then going buying out another youngster. So it was always about development, development. And he's probably been a victim of his own success because. For him to get them to the playoffs with that group of players, not saying they're not talented, they're very talented, but a, a group that's so young, I think they've got the youngest squad in the championship. And uh, I think every, once you get that, the expectation of people who don't really un- fully understand the game, become, and that means that people above, uh, it, it brings expectation level to unris- unrealistic levels because... Uh, you know, I know there was. It's been a bit of an up and down stop-start season this year, but you're going to get that with young players. So, 
I think we're all in unison to say that we, we were very shocked and we're obviously very sad because we, we, we not only think he's a good manager, he's a good guy. Is playoffs? I think we run the risk now, though. Do you know what I mean. I, this is the thing, mate. I think we run the risk now, though. You, 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 you know, you're probably going to lose a lot, some of your younger players. You know, it's you know that you know Jack Clark's probably one who's going to be highlighted as you know possibly moving in January. You know, you know, had Mowbray been there, you know, would we be able to keep hold of him? Um, you know, they, they're looking elsewhere. You know, it's you know, is, is this a sacking over the fact that you know he's asked a few questions? You know, of, of what direction the club's going in? You know, are, are we are we going to invest? You know. It, in the team, etc. Um, you know, there's a lot of stories going about that. You know, that those questions were asked, and then obviously, you know, that the, you know, this has happened. Obviously, getting the second, uh, you know, after the after the event. So it looks Gareth, weird, doesn't it? I mean, the timing of it looks weird. Yeah, it, it, it like looks. Weird. It is weird, mate. <laughs> Who's it's made totally this weird. Decision? I mean, you look. You, well, I, I mean, exactly, mate. You know, this is the thing, and I, I don't think we'll ever, John. I don't think we'll ever come to the the conclusion of what's exactly gone on you know because I don't think anybody's going to be honest enough to, to say you know that this happened you know this is the reasons why um, you know there's always going to be two sides to the story isn't there um, but you know it's it's just like Iggy I think you're right you know it's a very strange time you know we've got West Brom tomorrow we've got Leeds on Tuesday um, you know they're two tough games mate and you know and, and you're three points off the playoffs and no, it's coming up to a, the busiest time of the se- you know the season really. And if if that was going to happen though, Daz, wouldn't you think that there'd be someone lined up already? You know, if you're going to do it, then well, then there's a, there's another process now where they might be without a manager for two weeks. And like you say, the big games are well, coming this is a, fast. Exactly, mate. And this is this is the thing, you know. And this is what you're saying. You know, it, it's kind of been done. Has it been done on the back of you know Tony asking questions, you know, and 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 you know saying that you know. Are we getting us? You know, are, are we going to go in for another strike? Are we getting this? You know, what we're doing? You know, what? You know, where's the direction in this? Um, you know, because it seems to have just come out the blue, mate. And like you say, you know, it's it's a very strange time to do it. I, I think I think his knowledge of the game of, of the league and everything else will be missed by the football club. If you look through, who's who's in charge at this moment and saying what experience have they got? What knowledge have they got? That's the question. Well, they brought in a lad you, called Mike, Mike Dodds, uh, John. Um, I know Mike, Mike Dodds, very yeah. well. He came with, he came with Christian Speakman, the sporting director. They were both at Birmingham with the work in the academy when I was Birmingham City manager. Um, Mike's a, a good coach of young players as well. But I, I think that's what he is. I think he's a coach we all know. We've had lads who've been great coaches and who've worked with us and then they've had a go at management. It hasn't been for them because the, the coaching is a different type of mentality to being the manager or the head coach. And Mike certainly isn't I've, that. And I agree with what Higgy and Daz are saying is, you know, it's strange that they haven't got someone straight away lined up because you're talking about probably the busiest time of the season coming up now. Games coming at you thick and fast every three days, up until what second week in Jan. You know games that can make or break your season. Daz has just pointed out three yeah. points only outside of the playoffs. Obviously, you know an exciting cup tie for the region as well coming in the first week in Jan. And it just seems strange that they haven't got someone. This is the last time you want an interim manager, stroke head coach, and and you know Mike. I've got. I'm not 
knocking Mike at all in terms of his qualities as a coach. He's a terrific coach, but it's a diff- completely different ball game when you're the head coach and the, 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 you're calling the shots and you know you see things a little bit different. I've been a, I've been through all them levels. I think we all, me and Higgy Harvest, have gone through the management. We've been a coach. We've been an assistant manager. Mm-hmm. It's completely different when you become the number one and all the all the final decisions are on your head and the, the you know you die or fall by your decisions and that's what you know I know Mike spoke about the day I listened to his press conference and saying last time he had it when it didn't go so well this Aye. is completely different but I still think yeah. it's 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 a it's a massive call for them to keep with an interim head coach Lee who's the other guy that you mentioned there the sporting director it's Christian Speakman he was the academy director John when I was at Birmingham and Mike Dodds worked under him, like under 18s, under 16s, uh, coach uh, and, development and coach. And what's, what's, so, what's, what's Speakman's uh, experience? It, not, this is his first time ever at first team level. This is well, his first that, job at first team. He's a, so you, you, yeah, he's, so he's, a, he's academy. He was an academy director uh, before that, pal. Right. I think you've got Michael you've Proctor, got... who's going to be alongside Dodds as well, isn't there? I think Michael Proctor's yeah. gonna gonna stand by Dodgy, Cop- but uh, again, yeah, you know, Mark, Mark, Mark Venus has gone, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that again, you look at though, the levels, isn't it? I'll tell you a story about the owner. Is it is it Carol, the the, the the owner? I mean, he's <laughs> yeah. Was he still in his twenties? I I was a mate. I'm a good friend of mine. He's got a coaching program uh, where a coach American lads come over and, and, and a program in Leeds, and and he was in the system. Is one of the the, the the lads, and we barely saw him. To be honest, we didn't touch up. But he was just there for the education. Turned up at very few uh, coaching things. Then uh, two years later, we hear he's became the the, the, the owner of Sunderland, and we thought, huh? So, so that added to the sporting director's experience. You're thinking, that, that, uh, uh, these guys are making decisions, uh, and I'm just scratching my head. I am scratch. I just it makes it more unbelievable. It makes it more amazing. Totally it? I have to say, I listen. The model that Sunderland have got, and and the way they're going about it, I I actually like. I like the model that they've got. You know, the the bringing of young players through, and I think the the next coach they'll go for will be a young coach, and I think he might be foreign. I think yeah, that's I the, mean they are looking the at the foreigners, aren't they? Let's, yeah, I, they well, are I just think that's managers, the way they'll go. Yeah. You'll be able to bring him in. He will just coach the players. They'll be able to bring the players in and give them to the the manager who's who's used to working with that model. I I like the model of of young players, but you know every now and again you need a little sprinkling of really good senior players who can who can show them the right path if you like and and can be a steady and influence. Yeah. Um, they're going to struggle yeah, to get was, anyone that, like that, Tony. That was Tony's game. That was Tony's yeah, they're game. going to struggle to get anyone. I'm just like Tony uh, and as calm I'm just as Tony. Say that the, the, the criteria they're reading out for the new head coach. Tony ticks all the boxes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. Yeah. Totally, mate, hundred percent. But that's what makes you think it can't just be a football-only decision. Well, I th- I go along with what Darren's saying. I think Tony's thought right. You know, I want to push this group on. I want to make them even better. And like you just said there, Higgy, sometimes making them better isn't just about coaching them all the time. You've got to get an ex couple of experienced players in and say, listen. This is these lads have had great careers. This is why they're still playing at this level. Watch what they do. I was mm. listening to something on LFC TV yeah. this morning, and it was about Gary McAllister was talking about when Gerard Houllier brought him in, and Houllier said to him, "Yeah, Gary won't always be picked." 
but I want you to show the, the young players, the top young players I've got, what you've got to do Monday to Friday to become a top player. Mm. And he says, obviously, then young players went on to have unbelievable careers. Do you know what I mean? And and, yeah. and I think some, that's what that's what Tony's probably asked. Hey, it, all right, you've got ambitions to get back in the playoffs, but you've got to give us a hand with, I kind of keep working Aye. with a, an untried 17-year-old, an untried 18-year-old. They're not always going to come off, are they? No. Yeah. Well, there's a the saying. Exactly. Every club's only as good as its senior pros. That's a, mm. it's an old exactly. saying. The senior uh, pros. Every club is only as good as the senior pros because they'll sort. They, they'll help with the manager in the dressing room when the manager and coach is not there all the time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Crazy. Yeah. And and yeah. the and the and the, the big good examples, John, to those young players who are just starting yep. out. What it takes mm -hmm. to be a top Aye. pro. How you behave. How you be, uh, perform. What you've got to do off, away from the pitch. What you you know how you recover. All these type of things and the, the, all that add up because the manager, like you say, he kind of be in around them twenty four seven. So it's important, yeah. like you say, top top experienced lads in there. The one thing I hope is that whoever comes in doesn't try and change it straight away overnight and doesn't try yeah. and move the football from what it is now to what he wants it to be straight away. We've seen it with Birmingham. We all know what's gone on at Birmingham. John Eustace had them going a certain way. Wayne Rooney's come in, changed the, the total style. They're having a real struggle to try and get results. I, you know, it would be a real shame if that was to happen with Sunderland because they've been on and up since, you know, they got in the playoffs last year, which was unbelievable. They've started the season really well. There or thereabouts again. I, I think, you know, come the end of it, they would have been there or thereabouts had Tony have stayed. Mm -hmm. My thoughts are, if they were yeah. thinking of making a change, then do it at the end of the season. Yeah, you know, exactly. If, right. if you are exactly. thinking about shit, there's nothing wrong with what's going on now. It's it's bubbling along nicely. Nothing. Yes, they've had one or two dodgy ones, but which team doesn't? Yeah, I, I sat and watched Borough absolutely demolish Preston four, and Preston were in the playoffs mm. at the time. They yeah. were so poor. Every team yeah. has got the capability of doing that in the championship. It's such yeah, a tight exactly. league. Just stick with it. And I mean, if, if, if it, by the end of the season they don't get in the playoffs, then there's your opportunity yeah. to say we didn't get in the playoffs and we're going to make a change. Well, this is the thing, mate. Nothing, you know. They're not, technically, they're not going to get relegated. Do you know what I mean? Because obviously, they're, mm. they're, go, they're going in the right direction. Yeah, they have a couple of slips every now and then. Uh, you know, like you say, potentially, if they don't make the playoffs, you know, you get to the end of the season, you say, "Look, thanks very much, Tony. You know, we're, we're going to go in this direction." But to do it at this stage of the season, it's just bizarre. I just, I seriously, honestly, can I get me? Can do, I get my head around it? Do you think it's maybe that something has gone wrong then? Something, you know, there was a lot of talk, wasn't there, about uh, Jack Clark going and whether that would be the, that was the catalyst in Mowbray saying, well, you know, you're going to sell our best players, then I'm going. Or, or do you think there was still fallout because at the end of the season, uh, there was lots of rumours, wasn't there, that they were going to replace him at the end of last season? Uh, and, you know, that's still I mean, uh, fallout from that. Yeah, I mean, there's all, there's always still been something there, hasn't there? Do you know what I mean? You know, there's always been that niggly thing in the background. You know, he gets him at the playoffs, fantastic first season back in the championships. Then there's rumours going about. Obviously, they're looking elsewhere. Obviously, Tony gets wind of it, which obviously he's going to. You know, it's you know, it's publicly announced in the press. Yeah. Um, you know, so there's always that unsettlement between. But Daz, didn't he have Tony that thing in the contract the where he had to get another year because he'd got them yeah, in the playoffs, and he, he didn't even know about it, did he? <laughs> No, he didn't. No, this is the thing. He didn't know that it was going to be the, the activation was in there. Um, yeah. And this is the thing, you know. For me, it's, as a manager, if you don't know that activations in there, like you know, you, you, 
what's going on? Do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, it was almost like they had to keep him. Got... Yeah. Wasn't it? It's, Even yeah. though he'd done a brilliant I mean, job. Exactly, mate. I mean, who, who's to say that, obviously, if that activation wasn't in there, they may, they may have got rid of him then. Mm. You know, you just don't know. You know, But obviously, because that's kicked in, they may be thinking, oh, hang on a second, this is going to cost us a bit here. Um, you know, it's, it's But just, what's their aspirations then without spending a fortune? So are they, they want Premier League football with young kids and, and just developing young well, kids? This is the thing. I mean, you know, I, you know. I, I mean, I personally believe. Obviously, Tony's obviously been in there and started asking questions. You know what I mean? Where we going? What's the direction? You know what? what you know what's the plan here? Because basically, like you say, they, you know, they haven't replaced Ross Stewart. Um, we, we're working on on a on a low budget for for the championship uh, in comparison with a lot of teams. Um, you know, he's working with a lot of young players, and 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 there's there seems to be you know you, you get the transfer when you're it's all it's it's either the young guys or it's you know it's people on loan or you know it's people who we can maybe get for free. Um, you know, it's it, I, you know I just don't feel as as always he's had the uh, had the support. Um, you know, I'd I'd like to think he did. You know, I mean, if he did, um, you know, God knows, you know, we we could be in it, uh, you know talking about a different scenario now. And none of his centre forwards have scored. Is that right? Mm-hmm. No, they haven't. They haven't got one goal, mate, between them. So there's still three yeah. points off a playoff spot with no centre forward scoring goals. No cent. Yeah. It's crazy. I think you've got you got Jack Clark with ten goals after that. <laughs> the, the, the second top scorers with three goals. Yeah. <laughs> Neil, Neil, Neil and Belling were on three goals apiece. Just those three. Yeah. Just those but two. That, I mean, I'm I'm on about the strikers, John. Everyone wants a striker to score yeah. goals, don't they? Even yeah. if he pitches in with four or five, you know, it's not prolific, yeah. Yeah. but. It adds to it, doesn't it? And, and more Whereas all these clubs, if you look at top, all the top clubs, they've all got goal scorers, centre forwards who score goals regular, week in, week out, and they're all the successful ones. All the ones who yeah. are up there have got centre forwards who score goals. Yeah. If you've got Jack Clark uh, chipping in with ten goals from a, a wide area, right. that's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. but, it, but he's you been, shouldn't really. Tony's been saying that in recent weeks. It's, I think it was a, his last three games. I mean, it was a, there was a, the, the the Plymouth game. The twenty-four shots and goal didn't score. Mm. Huddersfield twenty-seven sh- shots and goal, or, or at goal, didn't score. So there's what it was that for. Over fifty shots at goal, and they scored one goal. Mm-hmm. They're, 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 so, and even the last game, they did sixty-one percent possession against Millwall. So they've been dominating games. But it's just a, it's the goalkeeper just a took threat. ten of them shots. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, listen! You used to shoot from anywhere. Just so on your stats. <laughs> it's all about stats, mate. It's all about the data these days. <laughs> You're totally right there, John. I mean, they have dominated games on numerous occasions, um, but you know they, they end up conceding. You know, sloppy goals. I mean, the, the Millwall goal, you know, at the weekend, uh, you know, or nine's got no idea. You know where, where the forward is. You've got Hume yeah. in behind or nine who can actually see the picture, and it doesn't look like he even, he even speaks to him. You know, and, yeah. and they concede a sloppy goal. Really, in all fairness, um, mm-hmm. you know, it's just they, they do dominate and they are good players. And it's just and Tony hasn't go hasn't gone in the right direction. You know, just give him that extra support. You know, where he needs it up top. You know, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. when you lose strikers, you know, Middlesbrough the same. You know, when you lose strikers, you know, it, it affects you. You know. But it's not affected as that much. We considering we're three points out the rele- uh, out the uh, promotion zone. Yeah. Yeah. And it wasn't critical either. I mean, Tony's quoted. What was his quote? He says, "He says I've got young players up front learning on the job." Yeah, learning on the job. He says yeah. they're not ready, but they're learning on the job, and that's that's what he's forced to do. Forced to, because of injuries, and what have you? Of course. Yeah. 
it's strange yeah it is it is a strange one and obviously the list of uh, of, of, of people including yourself Higgy uh, <laughs> uh, has been published quite a lot this week um, who who do we think is 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 a possibility? I mean, just a couple of messages before before we go into that. Actually, uh, Colin from Sunderland has said he has lost all faith in Speakman and those behind the scenes at the club. He is in despair. He says, uh, "Poor Andy." Uh, and uh, Colin in Sunderland as well has said, "This is a shocking decision." Do the board realistically think they will get better than Mogger? <sighs> Who who is better than Mogger, and you know who who can come in and and pick this team up? Well, well, did they need picking up? The, the, it's very rare you'll go into a job it. where the team is three points off a playoff spot, <laughs> yes. isn't it? Yeah, I know. That's yeah. A good point. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and you'd see the fans saying it's the best football I've seen in years. Some of the football, Mogger's brand of football, was some of the best. They've got the young lads who they were all getting behind. I don't, I don't see any red flags at Sunderland if that makes sense you know I don't see any no. anything to be worried about and, and that's why it's come as such a, a big shock because normally when a manager gets a sack they either go through a really bad run the, the fans are on his back because they don't like the way he plays football or yeah. another reason but there's no reasons I can see for for the actions do you know what I mean so that's why I side with, with Daz and maybe you know, behind the scenes, it's not a footballing reason. It might be they've had a clash or they've had words, and and or something to that effect has happened because it doesn't stack up with it being just a football reason. It can't be in my book. A lot of the uh, a lot of lot of the reporting guys are what I'm hearing is they look like they could be going down a, a, a young foreign coach. Yeah. That's the, that's the reports. Yeah, well, that's what I think, Clarky. That's, that's what I think. Yeah. I'd said it I, earlier. I, I think, think it's going to go with that. Yeah. And what constitutes that? What backs that up is what uh, John's saying as well. Is that obviously um, the 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 owner's a young lad? He's probably got all kinds of people in his ear, so-called advisors. Do this, do that, and all of a sudden, oh, we'll we'll go to the uh, <clears throat> the foreign market and get a, a young coach from there who's going to develop uh, the young players. So, but it, it looks that way. I mean, there's a lot of obviously as you say uh, British managers on that list, but. I don't know. Aye. I just I think this could be the time where they do go down down the route of a of a foreign coach. If I was a better man now, I bet you. Obviously, they're three points out of the playoffs now. I bet it'll be a hell of a lot more come the summer, come the end of the season. My yeah, money will be straight straight on that at bookies. Uh, for me, been a bit, uh, a bit uh, to say about that Kip. Kim Helberg or something Kim Helberg, yeah, the Swedish guy. Yeah, obviously talks, yeah, he, so yeah, he's talks the have started with him. Yeah, but, but again, yeah, you know, it's, it's that's that's a massive, that's a massive jump for him, isn't it? I mean, Will Still was another one, wasn't it? Who, yeah, there's been a lot of talk about yeah, Will Still. Mm. Yeah, he's another one. Yeah. Um, but you know, Schumacher uh, at Plymouth, who's, who's done a decent job. But listen, it's it, it just makes no sense to me. Unless they're going to have a, a rethink about the manager, want to bring in a younger manager, want to bring in a foreign foreign influence. That might be the way they go, developing kids, not really having a say in who comes into the football club. Leave that to the hierarchy, the the director of football or the head of football operations. Maybe that's the way it's going. It's um, but the but there was this talk as well, weird, Higgy, from, from 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 Speakman, from it being in the past. Oh, we've got a succession plan. We do it for head coaches, just like we do for players. We look mm. to the future. 
So you shouldn't be having to, you know, you get you get rid of Tony. What was it, four or five days ago, and then you you let an interim uh, coach manager be the head coach. If that's the case, why not within forty eight hours you've got someone yeah. in place ready to go? Yeah. yeah. Well, you, can't waste, you can't waste games. Yeah. No, you saw that with Sheffield United yeah. this week, didn't you? Chris Wilder going yeah, the same yeah, way exactly. as Zeku. Yeah, exactly. There was no games in there. No one had to be caretaker charge. He was straight in. Yeah. You look what Swansea have done. Swansea have, you know, got rid of Michael Duff on the same day as Moga. And they've approached, they've gone straight to Tottenham for their assistant manager. Now, that might take a little bit of time because Tottenham have rejected it because they think highly of him. But it looks like eventually it'll get done. But at least Swansea have made a move and gone, yeah, he's our man. We want him. Yeah, and uh, yeah. it, that'll take a bit of negotiating because he's in he's in a Premier big Premier League club as an assistant manager. But at least they've gone bosh. That's what we want to do. Whereas some of my hey, they might say the powers that be. We are doing things. We just <clears throat> we're, we're keeping it low key. But I don't know. I just you, you get this game out the way. You got a midweek fixture next week, does? Leeds, mate, Leeds. <laughs> Leeds, so you, you know, Easy even game. if. Uh, so hey, get, by the way, if you're the next get, gaffer as well, a... you're like, well, I'll come in after that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give uh, that a no. miss. No, Higgy, 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 it's Higgy, it's, I'll come in on January the 8th after that cup yeah. time. <laughs> yeah, after Newcastle. <laughs> That's when I'll be coming back. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Well, uh, I think we'll, uh, we'll 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 talk about that uh, cup draw in a little wee while. Uh, thank you so much, gents. You can get in touch with the show on Audible Three or Four Three Two Thousand and Two to have your say. If you want to chat to the legends as well, it's the same number. It's a WhatsApp. It's Audible Three or Four Three Two Thousand and Two, and we'll chat more Northeast footy right after this. Why do clients choose Ather & Co? Very diligent, very caring, put themselves in my shoes. Always informed me, kept me up to date of what was going on. Didn't feel I had anything to worry about and I had nothing to do other than turn up for a medical. Ather's did the rest. For the full story, see athers.co.uk forward slash reviews. Choose the one you know, Ather & Co. This is Elton John. Hi, this is Lionel Richie. This is not just any old 80s show. Join me for 80s Mint. Two hours of the best 80s music and memories. Right here, every Saturday night from 9 and Mondays from 6. It's the three legends across the northeast. Clark, legend. Williams, legend. Hignett, legend. 
WhatsApp us, call or send a voice message. Banter at its best. 033 43 2002. Right across the northeast, the turn back hat and the red. Uh, Brian from Newcastle has been in touch on the WhatsApp. <coughs> he said, uh, Legends, can we not just spend the whole hour um, just laughing at the Mackhams? Um, I think that's a bit harsh, that, Brian. Uh, anyway, it has been uh, quite an interesting week in North East football. Um, uh, really interesting cup draw. Brilliant. Hi. Yeah, it's yeah, that's yeah. Man, the matter, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, listen. No, no, John, come on. Hey, listen, I watched Newcastle last yeah. night. They've got a chance, Sunderland. I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. That was that was a poor performance, Iggy. No, listen. These are the games. I think the the public want to see. I'm a big advocate of getting yeah. the three clubs all together back together in the Premier League the fans want to be part of these games again so that that cup draw was, was fantastic I think for both as well and it uh, especially with it given you know not being disrespectful being being at Sunderland it gives them a much better chance doesn't it as well and as Higgy um, said at the moment the, these these injuries are they're starting to take their toll because uh, Eddie's having to pick the same 10 players, outfield players, game in, game out, every two or three days. They look shot to pieces in the second half, Newcastle. Um, mm. Kieran Tripp, yeah, two uncharacteristic mistakes from him for the, the, the goals. And uh, Everton thoroughly deserved the result, uh, but Newcastle just looked shot to pieces. I'm, I'm going down Sunday to London to watch them against Spurs, who themselves aren't on a great run, but you know we need to... Just keep going and try and try and pick up some results while the the walking wounded can come back. We're not getting any information that there's any any of them going to be back in the uh, none too distant future. So unfortunately, the, these lads are just going to have to keep going. Seems like massive, massive, out for ages, don't, don't Clarky. Yeah, it's a, it, it is a massive month, John. I mean, uh, obviously you've got um, this one on Sunday Spurs. And then you've got AC Milan to try and either sneak through the back door of qualification in the Champions League or take that third place to to to, to go into the Europa League draw in the new year, you know. So, and then obviously Fulham at home, Luton, and then um, you know Forest, Boxing Chelsea. Day, Liverpool, so Chelsea, Chelsea, Chelsea Liverpool, in the, in the quarter final. In the cup, Chelsea, else Sorry, I've even forgot about that. So you've got to squeeze that in and. To be honest, John, I mean, it's just decimating with this injury list. Um, and it got obviously uh, summed up with Nick Pope as well with his dislocation of his sh- uh, shoulder, him probably going to miss the rest of the season. Even before the injuries, we were questioning whether the squad would be big enough because of the sheer amount of oh, well, games. Without a doubt, John, us lads have talked about that over the last few weeks. I've said it. I've said even if we had everyone fit and available... In terms of what we're having to compete in, the Premier League, Champions League, Eddie's right up for both the cup competitions. We still had a small squad, so that now, you know, you look at the bench, man, we've got two goalkeepers on there. We've got three, what, three defenders and four untried youngsters. You know, the, the mm-hmm. four youngsters, I think, have got four minutes between them. Um, and it's just, you, you, you know, you can see that game going away from you on, on last night at, at Goodison. Mm-hmm. And as a manager and his coaching team, you'd probably go, well, how I, I need to change this. I need to do something a bit different. But Eddie's probably turned around and went, 
what can I do? You know, he's got Matt no Ritchie. He's probably the most... Yeah. <laughs> Matt Ritchie's probably the most attack-minded player on the bench. And he's even played most of his last few years as a as a full-back stroke wing-back. Do you know what I mean? So it's mm-hmm. just like... And then you've seen the mistake and you've just seen the lads that just basically ran out of steam. And it's yeah. it's going to be a tough period. Uh, they've just got to try and fight. I mean, listen... The, the results against Man U and Chelsea, Eddie said it last night, good job our home form's been as good as it has been because we're away from, it's quite poor this season, to be honest, especially in uh, the Premier. Mm-hmm. Has Christmas yeah. been kind to so, them then, Clark? He would, if you get these two games out of the way, the, the Tottenham and <clears> Milan ones, and then you look at, you know, Fulham on the 16th, they've got that quarter-final at Chelsea, <laughs> 19th, but then you've got Luton away and Forrest at home. Is that is that a kind Christmas period, considering... <laughs> the players that they might have out and, well, and whoever might be able to come back It all back depends, Higgy, though. Exactly, it all depends because, mm. you know, these the same 10 outfield players which is have played, they started the last four games and he only really made changes. He gave the youngsters a couple of minutes in injury time when they were uh, 4-1 up against Chelsea. So he hasn't really made any... He didn't make a substitution in Paris. He he stuck... Uh, I know he had to stick Richie and uh, Emil Kraft on last night because Lascelles looked like he was limping so we don't know what's happened with him Lascelles so it's uh, it's it's all about the, the bodies because you know the games are co- over the Christmas period just come thick and fast you, you're you getting back yeah. from an away game then you're thinking oh 24 hours time I've, we've got another game do you know what I mean and it's mm. especially yeah. there's, there's stuff riding on it Spike like you've got mm-hmm. you've got um, Sunday you want to get that performance and result out the system down at Goodison then you come out of that game Sunday and you're thinking Right, our European future for this season depends on the Milan match here at St James's. Can we win and get a result that goes for Wells where to get through the back door in the Champions League? Or can we just at least win and make sure we get third place and win Europa League, you know? And then you have a different set of problems for the second half of the season with all the games you've got in the Europa League, you know? So, mm-hmm. Clark, yeah. did you see them spending money in January? I do, mate, but. I think they're probably the most cautious club in the country in terms of financial fair play because they don't want to be seen as overspending. They don't want to be seen... No doubt, listen, they've got they've got ridiculous amounts of money, but it's it's trying to stick to the rules. But like Eddie's uh, saying, it's changing game by game because at the minute, if he said if, I, if, I, if it was January the 1st now, he'd be going to Dan Ashworth and saying... I need a new keeper, I need a new right back, I need two centre backs, I need a left back, I need two midfield players, I need two wingers, I need another striker. Because <laughs> all them positions on the pitch are being decimated with injury. So he's saying he's right. having to wait till the last few days before January, the window opens to think, right, who's coming back? Is anyone back in the squad before January the 1st? Has some back on the training pitch with the group? You know, I'm looking at the list of players who've been out, and even if we get one or two back on the grass, say before Sunday's game, are they going to be fit and ready to play 90 minutes because they've all been out quite long term? Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, as soon as if you, you think that the, the top four chance, you think that's that's gone. Obviously, Arsenal, Liverpool, and City, you think they're nailed on. No surprise this week I, I was a Villa. I listen, Villa. You know what? And you remember this, guys. Even before before we previewed the game, and I said I'd be worried when we played Villa first game. And then even though we won five one, I said it was a a weird game because Villa still looked good in that game. Even though Newcastle won that first game five one, I think yeah. Newcastle were just clinical that day. They took all their chances, but Villa still looked a, a big threat. And uh, so it's no, they've done terrifically well. 
We're four points off it at the minute, but as you see it, John, there's big clubs holding them four top four positions now, and you cannot see them. You know, they're just getting stronger and stronger. Listen, Man City are on a bit of a blip for them, aren't they? So, but you see them coming out of that quickly and just go. They're a team that can go and win like 10, 15 games on the yeah. bounce, like, you know what I mean? So mm -hmm. it's. It, 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 hey, listen, it was always going to be a tough call, but we just. I think Eddie's yeah. they've, they've handled it really well you know I think the players and, and Eddie but obviously there's been a few questions after last night's performance and result and I, I just personally think it, it, it's took its toll on the players um, both mentally and physically without a doubt yeah We've got a message. Uh, what's happening here from Jim in Durham? Uh, he said, "So that new, so now that Newcastle are a point behind Man United, does that mean that Eddie Howe has lost the dressing room?" And and after the <laughs> petulant end to the game last night, do, does the Newcastle squad think that they're better than they are? Mm. No, I don't think they're better than mm. they are. It's just the circumstances with, with, with all the injuries as such, and, and it tells oh, yeah. a story in itself. What we said there with all those players out. Twelve minutes to go, it's still nil nil. Yeah. They're still in the game. And it's yeah. like and if you're an away manager going to any premiership game, you look and say, Right, okay, first hour we'll keep it tight, then we'll sort of be we'll, we'll be a wee bit more attacking minded, uh, uh change things around the last twenty minutes or so. Thirty minutes or so. But they've not got that option as such. And and you can right. see that when you're in that situation, you've got to score first. You've got to get the first goal and yeah. then you you think, Okay, yeah. we'll get the first goal here and we'll just shut up shop here and keep the shape everyone just do their job but if you concede the first goal it's like, it just totally deflates the boys I think majority of teams who have that injury list would would probably struggle you know would find it really really difficult and obviously the demand of games you know, I, I'm obviously listening to Clark you're there and you're obviously going through the list of injuries and I'm personally got, just emailed the FA and see if we can bring the uh, cup, cup game forward a little bit. Do <laughs> 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 well, you want to play like but Christmas right, theatres? You know, <laughs> yeah. if, if, when you want your squad the fullest, it's Christmas, isn't it? Because of so many games exactly, that are right. coming. Exactly. That's when you want everyone fit. And, and you know, yeah. you can still haven't had anyone fit. I, I, I think it's been going on for about two months now, Clarky, hasn't it? Where they just keep time, losing player after player, and, and it doesn't really seem to get any better. You know, there's no players coming back, no. and, and you don't hear of, well, we're going to have him back by Saturday or him back. It, it's just constant bad news of players are injured, another player's injured. And like you mm. say, Lascelles might even be out now for, for the game at the weekend. What, what will he do there? Uh, we have got a little bit of uh, uh, Eddie Howe's press conference uh, post the. the uh, the Everton game and pre the Tottenham one. Uh, this is what he had to say. Um, Eddie's a very quick turnaround. What have you said to the players? I, I let them know that my, my thoughts on the performance, really, um, without going into too much detail. I think always think you need that honesty. Um, I always give it to them in a positive way. But I think then you need to do the same, so you're consistent. But I think they know. They don't need telling. I think they know today we were off our our best levels, and that cost us the match. What do you think it will take to, to get something against Spurs, you know, to, to cure those kind of away day blues? Well, I think it would need a very similar performance to last year where we were we were excellent. We were at our best defensively. We were at our best uh, in attack as well. Uh, that was a, a memorable day and that gave us a really big lift for what was ahead. It came at a key stage of the season, so we certainly know the importance of this match. Will they be up for it uh, against Tottenham on Sunday, do you think? Well, I, I don't think we're, we're, that question can be uh, put to them. I think 
they're showing a great attitude all the time. I don't think that was why they lost the game last night. I think, uh, as I said, there was other different circumstances, but they're going to have to be. Listen, this is probably the time to be going to Tottenham as well. Last five fixtures, they've <laughs> yeah. lost four and drew uh, one. Um, exactly. You know, I, 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 I watched a bit of their game last night. Um, you know, lads, I've just wrote, quickly wrote down, I might be missing one or two, but these, this is the list of players, right? This, is, this could be your team. Nick Pope and goal, Matt Target left-back, Dan Byrne, Sven Botman centre-backs, Ashby right-back or Mankio, Longstaff, Tonali, Elliot Anderson, midfield three, Harvey Barnes, Jacob Murphy and Callum Wilson. That could be 11. That probably stay up in the Premier League Joe at 11, uh, wouldn't it? Joe Willick. <laughs> yeah. Willick, you've got Definitely Willick, aye, exactly. So even, uh, even more. It's like, it's ridiculous, John. So, yeah. you know, any, any club... Any club, you kind of tell me, even if Man City yeah. are losing that calibre of player, or a, a, a Liverpool or an Arsenal, they lose that calibre of player and that number of player, it's not going to affect yeah. them. And they're just well, Clarky, what do you put it down to? Do you put it down to bad luck, the injuries, or is there more to it? I do, mate, because I think some of them, when I look at a lot of them, it's like some have happened um, on international duty. You've got Jacob Murphy and Pope dislocated shoulders. I mean, Callum Wilson, unfortunately, he's always been had an injury history, hasn't he, throughout his mm. career? If you look when he was at Coventry, when he was at Bournemouth, um, you know, we had the injury problems. He, he finds it difficult to complete a full season. Harvey Bonds never had an injury until he came to us, what was it, 10 minutes into his first start of this season. Uh, Bosch at Sheffield United, no innocuous, uh, broke a bone in his foot. So just. Just strange, mate. Dan Byrne doing his back. Uh, the Tonali incident. Uh, look at that one. You lose a player for the full season. Um, you know, so... Hey, I, what I've liked about them, they haven't cried or whinged over it. They've just cracked. They said, this is what we've got. We've got to crack on. And they have had brilliant results uh, in that run. You know, they sh when we all agree they should have got a win at Paris Saint-Germain. That was taken out the hands. Beat Chelsea and Man United at home. Um, it's just been obviously I think they're just a number of games and it's catching up with them you know mm -hmm. but Spurs I mean Spurs they've yeah. got a good few injuries as well and, uh, yeah. and Ange no, Bacolo, John, I think it's a good time to go there yeah yeah Aye. he's not more to we'll just go on with it here just Clark I've got a question <laughs> obviously the, the cup draw how many time weird derbies did you play in oh well must have been 15 to 20 John oh, really Aye. 15, really? 20. Aye. Something like that, aye. <laughs> and what was your favourite memories? Well, we once went there to, to Roker Park where there was meant to be no fans allowed, uh, away fans, mm. and uh, we won 2-1, Les Ferdinand and Peter Biazzi scored. But there was little scuffles breaking out all over the stadium as the goal uh, the goals went in, so there must have been some crazy Geordie <laughs> sneaked into uh, Roker Park that <laughs> night. Um yeah, I mean, there was one where the we beat them 1-0 um, and I'm, the game should have never been played. The pitch at St. James's was waterlogged. Scott Sellers scored a free kick, brilliant free kick with his left foot. But it, it was two things. If it hadn't been a local derby and it hadn't been on TV when in those days there, was, there wasn't a lot of live TV games happening, it would have got called off. But I'm sure the police have said that Everybody, the referee, get this game on because the because they would have had to call it off like twenty minutes before kick off. Do you know what I mean? 
so the ah, police yeah. have probably thought there's no chance that we want Newcastle Sunderland fans together <laughs> yeah, we've had to call the game off and we're letting them out this ground at our own devices so just get this game played the ball couldn't even travel two yards when you were passing it man it was crazy really is that the roughest one so yeah I mean I mean, like uh, when I, when I went back after the uh, after the t-shirt incident, we beat them uh, when Shearer scored his last game. We beat them four-one uh, at the stadium of light. But ah, it's look a great games, John. Honestly, I, I, the mm. same with the, when Newcastle play Borough. You know, I know yeah. there's a, this humour that it's not a derby. And that, it, the, the players love it. The fans love it. Yeah. You know, I love being a part yeah. of it. The build-up to the game. You know, you know when you're playing these games. Performance means absolutely diddly squat. It's the result. You could play the best game you've had of the season and you lose, and nobody talks about your performance. It's about winning these games. That's all that matters. Uh, of course it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, special. So I'm, I'm, I'm delighted. I was buzzing. I was buzzing when the draw special happened. Special days, weren't As I keep saying, uh, I, I would love the three clubs to be back. Love the three clubs to be back in the well, Premier we, we, League. There's still a chance of a Newcastle uh, Borough. Uh, cup game, isn't there? That's still uh, on the cards in the, um, yeah, the Carabao Cup. Could be the semi final. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, All right, we just so, wait to yeah. the final for that, eh? Yeah, yeah, that would yeah. be even better. Uh, <laughs> joining us on the line is Ian Mercer from Black and White and Red All Over. Good evening, Ian. Um, do you have a, a fond memory of a, a t- Tyne Weir derby? There were some very dramatic ones, weren't there, Darren? I mean, you know, everyone remembers the, the 5 1 when Sholu Amiobi's possibly greatest ever game for Newcastle but then since incredibly you know Newcastle have only won one since then although we haven't had many for years you know Sunderland um, they had three three nil wins but the one that uh, stands out from a Sunderland point of view I would think would that be that one nil when Jermaine Defoe scored that worldy and he walked off the pitch yeah. at half time in tears because he was so moved by the by the noise, by the, the sheer the sheer moment, you know. But the, I mean, was that both the volley, sides. Volleying? That's right. Yeah, it was, it was quite yeah. incredible. Oh, was that the I mean, game? I it, it, both side, both sets of supporters. The great thing is they've got their own special memories, but they've also got their their own particular nightmares as well. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Of course. Uh, Ian, what have we got coming up on the show tonight at seven? Well, lads, have you have you done your Christmas shopping yet? No, it's oh, all done. Yeah, I've got a Hoover. It's all done, rap. <laughs> well, I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> like Joey Barton there. That Joey Barton there. You bought that for Linda, John. <laughs> the, the, re- the reason I'm asking, my, my first guest is a lad called Mick Edmondson. Now, 20 years ago, Mick back page. shop the back page. Indeed, it's 20 right. years old this, this week. And I've got Mick on, not to give him a free advert, I wouldn't do that, I'm not nice enough to do that, <laughs> but because I want to talk about mer- the merchandise, because he's got a shop in Newcastle and he's got a shop in the Metro Centre, and they're not, it's not just about Newcastle paraphernalia, he's, you know, Middlesbrough Sunderland fans are welcome there, you've got books of every club in the country, and, you know, I, I would say to all our listeners and to, and to the three of you, you know, if there's any last-minute presence, there's nothing better than getting getting a, 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 a sporting autobiography in there. Mertz, he's a Go good on. friend of mine, but don't let him tell you he's the top ever goal scorer at St Anthony's Primary School in Walker. <laughs> he was a couple of years before me. I took over that title, but he keeps saying he's still number I'll, one. I'll mention that when he can ring in if you want, Clark. <laughs> but funny enough, he said he had uh, Sunderland are playing West Brom tomorrow and Middlesbrough are playing Ipswich, and he said it's 
quite a coincidence he's on this week because he had trials for both those clubs. So I'm looking, I'm looking forward to having a chat with Mick. I think he, he he'll be pretty knackered because I know he was working up to midnight on Wednesday and he was down in uh, Goodison Park yesterday. Anyway, my, my second guest uh, is someone you'll all you'll all know is uh, Simon O'Rourke of Time Tees. Yeah. He'll be uh, yeah. heading home from work just about now and. Uh, He'll be on after seven thirty to talk about a pretty eventful week in the in the world of northeast football. Thank you, Ian. Uh, it's going to be a good one. It's uh, black and white and red all over, and it comes up at seven o'clock after this show. Thanks, Ian, and uh, we'll we'll chat to you in a little Cheers, bit. Ian. Good luck, Ian. Cheers, Ian. Cheers, Ian. All right, we'll move on to uh, to the borough now. We'll have a chat about uh, the the borough versus Ipswich. Um, <sighs> Which which borough team's going to turn up this weekend? Do we think, John? Well, were you at I mean, Leeds at the weekend. Yeah, yeah. I was at the Preston game as well. I get then the Leeds one, yeah. and obviously uh, before the, the Leeds game on Saturday, Ellen Road. Been a mind Leeds had already won six and a bounce at home, and for me, arguably they've got the best firepower in the division. Uh, the front four at this at this moment in time, the front four, they all complement each other and they're on fire. And basically, before then as well, I mean, Borough's trips down to the southwest. I think they conceded eight goals in three games. So I thought, hey, this has got to be a goal fest here. This has got to be. And of course, right for the first first few minutes. It was, <laughs> it was unbelievable. It was, it was brilliant. It was great entertainment. And it was about three, two at half time to Leeds. And it, honestly, it could have been five all. It was that good. It was just a, an open, entertaining game. I mean, it was, it was, it was Latty Lath. I mean, he got a couple in the first half. He could have had four or five in the first half. Yeah, it was mm. just one of those those, those different opportunities. But uh, no, so but they're doing all right attacking wise. But it's just at the back end where they're yeah. struggling just now. But that's that comes down to again injuries. And I said that before. I said they've got a makeshift defence here. They're going into this game with, with loads of injuries as such. Can they handle the Leeds front four that I just mentioned? And no, they couldn't. They couldn't. But you so, can't keep you look, conceding three goals away from home, can you, John? Yeah, it's the last no, three away no. games now they've conceded three goals. On the bounce. In That's each right. of them. But yeah. You, yeah. But you go through them in the back four. There's a whole back four. There's uh, been missing Lenham's out for this for the season. Tommy Smith's out. Fry's out. Yeah. Uh, McNair came off after 30 minutes. So then you're thinking yeah. it's like... Engel, is he struggling? Was or was he, Engel, he Engel, yeah. I mean, him is, but there's a whole back four there has been out. Yeah. And... It's the exact same situation as uh, Newcastle with injuries. And you're thinking, well, okay, you're okay going. And it doesn't help as well in the second half when you think, okay, they're still in with a chance here. Then they go down to 10 men when Dick still gets sent off. So, yeah, if if they can (laughs) shut the back door, then they've always got a chance because they've got players in the team that will get you goals. Obviously, you've got Crooks in there as well. He's he's a threat for midfield just for his, his sheer presence. He's in the, if he's not scoring, he'll certainly create opportunities. But, John, uh, what do you make of Latty Lath? Because I've watched him a couple of times, and he's he's a nuisance. He, he's got a bit of pace about him. He seems to always get chances, but he doesn't always take them. Um, but what what have you made of him when you've when you've watched him? Because he looks to be the biggest threat of the centre forwards. You know, Josh Coburn does a great job of holding it up, working really yeah. hard. But Latty Lath to me looks like he'll score more goals than Josh. Yeah, uh, well, certainly in the evidence of Saturday, I think that's the most threatening, threatening that I've seen him on Saturday. He got mm-hmm. himself into good positions as such, and it's one of them, as you say, if he gets a run in the team, 
you think, okay, we're going to ten games here, have a run at it. Uh, maybe at the back of his mind, he he thinks, okay, I'm not a regular as such, or, or I'm not going to be playing the whole game here as such. Maybe he's thinking he's got a little a little doubt at the back of his mind. But certainly on Saturday, that's the most threatening that I've seen him. Uh, mm. And he could have had four or five goals. But but little uh, Jones as well. The, well, you saw the pressing game, Higgins. Yeah. Um, yeah, the two goals he scored that evening were absolute top drawer top drawer the uh, difference with me with, with Isaiah Jones is when Isaiah Jones goes and drifts he looks much more dangerous he made a few runs through the middle of the pitch against Preston got in a few mm-hmm. times should have scored one another one when he was in one on one couldn't sort his feet out in time but when he goes and, and makes them runs in the middle of the pitch he, he adds something else to his game I think Isaiah Jones has got everything he needs all he's missing is goals if he adds goals and, and he gets Tennessee, season, he's going to be worth a few quid. But oh, yeah. too often he drifts yeah. out of games and that's just because he stays out wide right and just stays there. Doesn't mm-hmm. come in and get involved, doesn't make runs off the ball, sort of waits for the ball to come to him. Whereas I think if he gets, even when the ball's over the left-hand side, if he gets himself involved in the middle of the pitch making runs through, I think he'll score a bucket load of goals because he does everything else. His defensive work's great, helps his full-back, works back positive when he's got the ball mostly the times he's not you can tell because that's when for me doesn't look as as threatening you know when he gets the ball and he's all too ready to go backwards I think when he's positive he looks so much better yeah but what was evident against uh, the Preston the Preston match was those two goals they were they were strikers finishes they were top yeah, drawer yeah. finishes about it. it was just one was a little dink he should have, the one he missed should have, he should have dinked out over as well and the, mm. the other one was Oh, the other one was, was just a quality, uh, simple pass in the bottom corner. But uh, no, I, I just, I just think they've, I mean, they've, they've got enough lads in there that can score goals for them. It's just a matter of uh, if they can do all right at the back with a patched up defence. And of course, Ipswich are coming into town tomorrow, and they've been the surprise package of the season. Yeah. And they've got goals all over the pitch. A, a good attacking yeah. team. I'm looking forward to it. They've just carried on from last year, the momentum of pr- promotion, and have carried on it this year. And it's, they've been a breath of fresh air. I think it'll be a cracking game tomorrow. Yeah. I mean, what a job he's done, Kieran McKenna. Like you say, it's, yeah. a, it's a really tough Terrific. one to come through. With all that money that's in the in the championship mm. as well, to carry on and continue what they were doing, scoring lots of goals. I'm actually half concerned tomorrow because of the amount of goals that they score and because of, of the way that Borough have defended in the last couple of weeks with, with the injuries and, and what have you, being a bit unsettled. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's going to be a shootout tomorrow. Yeah, I agree with you. I 100% agree with you. Well, uh, uh, can we get some uh, can we get some predictions then for uh, Borough Ipswich tomorrow, gents? John? I'm going 3-2 Borough. <laughs> I think it'll be goals again, I, I do. I think it'll be 3-2. I do. 3-2. Higgy? I'd, uh, listen, I'd take a 2-2. Well, yeah. I'm open for a right, Johnny listen, 3-2. It's not the first time you've got a 2-2, is it? <laughs> All right, Desmond. I'll, uh, Me? I think. I, I think. I, I, well, a story. I think. I think uh, it's going to be a high, high scoring draw. I do. I am. I'm with the lads. I think there'll be plenty goals. Very good. And Daz, what do you reckon? I I was going to go three two, Borough To be fair, I think I think it'll be a decent game. I think it'll be. I think it'll be open. I think it'll be like a basketball game in all honesty. 
Yeah. Very good. Yeah, yeah I do. And uh, we, we need to talk about uh, Sunderland West Brom tomorrow as well. Uh, Mike Dodds in charge. Uh, this is what uh, this is what was asked about him on his press conference today. In terms of games, West Brom live on TV, and then if you're still there on Tuesday, Leeds huge game live live on TV. They don't get come anybody. <laughs> the club have picked two good games, haven't they? <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm obsessively process-focused, process so um, lead is all planned for as well, lead is all prepared, so regardless of whatever the outcome is, come Saturday afternoon, the plan for Sunday, Monday, lead and Tuesday is, is, is in place, um, and I think my responsibility now is to execute that plan. So um, yeah, I'm looking forward to both games, I'll be honest with you, you know, it's I feel in a much better spot than, than than where I was previously when I took the team and feel a lot more self-assured and a lot more confident in terms of where we're going with the team. Do you think the, the team are going to be confident going into this game? There was hey, by the way, there, so, was some sound bites, there was some sound bites in that press conference, <laughs> wasn't, wasn't there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. They were flying everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> oh, by the way, what happens if you get three injuries? You can't have everything planned, can you already? I was just going to say exactly the same. I was just going to say exactly. How can you plan ahead? Do you know what I mean, I think you just got to take it game by game, especially when obviously you're in, you know, interim manager at the time. Um, you know, obviously he touched on last time wasn't his, his greatest spell, um, but hopefully you know he, he gets a better response from the players this time. Um, I have a feeling that the players will obviously want to prove a point. Um, I hope, and obviously the the shock departure of obviously uh, of Tony Mowbray hasn't affected them too much. Um, but you know, it's going to be an interesting, let's say, couple, next couple of games, really, to be honest, to see see what reaction we get, not only from the players but from the fans as well. Mm. I think. What are you going I'll for, go Daz? First, I think I think I think I think Sunderland will lose, and I think because the players will be very. Uh, Upset, emotional, confused. The young players. I think. I think they've got loads of respect for Tony, and they'll be hurt. What's yeah. happened? They'll not understand what's gone on. The crowd, uh, if things don't go particularly well, could you know get a little bit could anxious turn, um, yeah, and start definitely. venting. You know, a little bit of frustration towards the the board, the directors' box, and uh, I think it'll be a yeah. tough few weeks until they get this. Uh, this um, um, proper head coaching, so I think uh, in West Brom is just coming to the playoffs. So I think it's unfortunately yeah. a loss for Sunderland tomorrow. Uh, uh, I think it's a tough, it's a tough, tough time, isn't it? Like, you know, let's be honest. But you know, I've got to got to stay strong and I've got to stay with it. With, you know, with the club and, and the players, and and I'm going to go for a two-one win. But I think it's going to be a very tight game. Yeah, John, what do you think? <laughs> I'm a few days coming up. I mean, if you look at it. They're not bottom of the the table teams, uh, West Brom and Leeds. I mean, no. West Brom are sat fifth, Leeds third. The, the two of them in the playoff positions. It's a tough game. I, I think West Brom will beat them. I do. I do. I, I'm with Leeds about, about the the players' reaction. Will it be positive? I'm not so, so sure. I'm not so sure. So I'm going win win the West Brom. I can't see Sunderland score. And uh, Higgy, I'm going two one West Brom. I don't think Sunderland will will beat them. Yeah. Right, well, we've got a minute left, guys, so we need some predictions uh, for Tottenham-Newcastle as well. Uh, we'll start off with Clarkey. Um, what do you think? Um, my heart's saying Newcastle win, but my head's saying I'll take a draw straight away. 
with uh, yeah. the, you know the impact of the injuries unless we can something happens and quickly get a couple of players back so you're taking a draw yes uh, uh, Daz what do you reckon yeah I was going to go for a draw as well to be, to be quite honest I'll go a 1-1 alright John well, Newcastle done one two one down there last year I just think because injuries are a wee bit different I'm going to draw 2 well, and Higgy two eight. I'm, I'm having a miserable week this week because I'm going Tottenham win. I'm going Tottenham win 2-1. Uh, well, listen, guys, thank you hey, listen, so much. If I am, tell, if I am tell, miserable... Tell you what, lads, we're right. Something. Tell you what, lads, we're right. Grinches. This <laughs> yeah. Christmas party's going to be laughing a minute, isn't it? Uh, tell you what, you can only say what you think, with, mate. Higgy, you're a Grinch with that 2-2, aren't you, pal? I can't understand your Scottish accent. <laughs> <laughs> listen, guys, thanks very much. Have a fabulous weekend. All the best. Cheers, guys. All the best, lads. All the best. All the best.